Welcome everyone to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from Friends You Can Trust. Uh, every week we review a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. Uh, we've been talking and gushing about movies uh, ever since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you real talk from real people. Um, I'm here with my buddy Nick Moffitt. Hello. And uh, I'm Sean Bowlby. We're both uh, in Washington State. Um, and today we're going to be reviewing the film, uh, the new Taylor Sheridan movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Um, but before we jump into that, we're going to uh, talk about uh, Taylor Sheridan uh, and his career and uh, some of his movies and what we think of them. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I th yeah. Um, I think he's directed uh, or at least um, made enough movies at this point to where we can actually talk about him uh, and his career. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Nick, what do you think about Taylor Sheridan movies? Do you have any thoughts about kind of what makes a Taylor Sheridan movie? Um, uh, any common uh commonalities between them and uh what are some of your favorites man i'm chomping at the bit right now to talk about You're salivating i can taylor see it. s mr mm -hmm. sheridan himself you know the taylor master of uh all things genre-esque I, I don't know what i'm saying i'm sorry <laughs> so yeah taylor sheridan yeah i think he's great um he was an upstart um writer um a few years back uh, he had a series of movies that were critically acclaimed all in a row. And it was like he was the next hot writer. You know, mm -hmm. uh, those movies being Sicario, uh, Hell or High Water, um, and uh, Wind River. Um, and then he directed Wind River. Mm -hmm. So I think all three of those came out pretty pretty close together. And, and what I meant by the genre thing is that I think he works very much in genre filmmaking. You know, he, he does... Uh, I think mostly like neo westerns, you know, mm -hmm. but like yeah. with like a crime element, you know. And I don't really truly understand what neo western is. I, I mean, it's kind of a made up term, but mm -hmm. I think it's you know it's like a modern day western with uh, like the themes reflect modern times. They take place in modern times rather than um, rather than historical like classic westerns, mm -hmm. and but then they still carry some of the tropes of classic rest westerns but then you know taylor sheridan i think also works in some tropes from uh from crime movies as well and um those types of things and you know for me uh i you know sicario excellent but possibly a five-star movie uh mm -hmm. some of that has to do with denny villeneuve as the director Heller high water though was great as well and you know wind river was also like i i i really loved wind river and um, but I do think that, you know, after Wind River, some of the cracks in his writing started showing a little bit in that he he does lean on the genre tropes a bit, you know, and uh, he kind of uses your kind of comfort of Westerns and neo-Westerns to kind of fill in some of the gaps of of maybe the shortcomings of his mm -hmm. of his scripts. And he's really good at that, especially when he's working with people who kind of help him step up his game. Mm -hmm. um, but personally, like I think that his movies are best, those three being his best when they have something to say of substance, like behind just the, 
just the script you know it's not just not just a crime not just a western but like when they're really trying to say something yeah and um you know uh, i so for me like um i think sicario and hell or high water might be better movies but wind river is one of my favorites and that has to do yeah. with like how I really think he was had something to say with that movie. And I mean, it was pretty explicit by the end, like the words pop up and it's all mm-hmm. about native Americans and mm-hmm. you know, how uh, disenfranchised they are and how crime happens to them and no one, no one reports it. And yeah. it's, it's pretty tragic, but you know, he was really trying to say something to that movie, but then, you know, then he made the second Sicario movie, which I thought was utter garbage and completely missed the point of the first movie. Hmm. And then he did, uh, this one, which we'll get to, yeah. but he you also, know, I do think th- yeah, he also had a, a TV series that he, um, I believe he created and, uh, he directed several episodes of a show called Yellowstone, <clears throat> um, starring Kevin Costner. Um, I haven't really heard anything about it, but I did, I saw some trailers back when it first came out and it definitely looked pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. Have you heard? My dad watches Yellowstone. I think. Yeah. My dad watches that show. I've heard of that show. Um, From what I've seen of it, it looks like, like I'm I'm not totally surprised because it does kind of look like his his cup of tea. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like the kind of thing that he would do. Um, It's it's a western. uh, There's big characters, but um, it also kind of like maybe might fall into that second batch of of, you know his shortcomings I think are kind of being revealed as yeah. his career is kind of coming along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would totally agree with uh, everything you're saying. Um, yeah. I think he has a really interesting style. He has a really interesting tone and feel to his movies. Um, and I even kind of, uh, I'm all constantly reminded of like um, uh, no country for old men. Uh, when I watch his movies uh, and True Grit, the Coen's True Grit as well. Um, I think there's a lot of, he takes a lot of, um, you know, style from those movies uh, in a good way or sometimes in a good way, sometimes maybe not not so much in a good way. But yeah, I think he really embraces that, uh, that style and he does it so well when he is doing it well. I would actually say, I think my favorite of his is Hell or High Water. Um, I really like that movie. It's super kinetic, um, really interesting. It, I think it, again, has something to say about, um, you know, kind of the modern world. Uh, and, yeah, it's just great characters, great writing um, all the way through. I love I love how in that movie they're, you know, they're stealing their bank robbers, but then yeah. they're using money to pay off the banks. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, totally. It just, it's like a classic Robin Hood type story. And, yeah, I mean, there's there's really heart and emotion behind that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that movie really does have something to say. And you know, it, what's great about that movie too is that it's full of antiheroes. Yeah. You know, I think also that's another part of his writing is that the he really can bring out the the true antihero. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. Where are we here? Oh my gosh, I'm totally lost. Uh, 
What do you think? Um, so what do you think about him, his writing credits versus his directing credits? Do you think like, what do you think of him as a director? Do you think he's kind of coming into his own or do you, do you see a lot of promise there? Cause you know, the, um, some of his best movies or, you know, Sicario and at least Sicario and Hell or High Water were, uh, just written by him and kind of in a lot of ways elevated by other filmmakers. Uh, whereas his last two movies, Wind River and uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, were uh, he directed them as well. So do you see like a big difference between um, though his him just writing versus him directing? Um, or yeah, yeah, what are really your thoughts there? Question. That's a, that, you know, that's a really interesting question because you know it's kind of rare for you to get excited about a writer. You mm-hmm. know, oh man. Yeah, that, the writer of those movies is is the uh, best. You know, it's kind of a rare thing. Yeah. a little bit. It's like Charlie Kaufman or yeah, or, yeah. Um, I mean, Charlie Kaufman now too Charlie switched Kaufman over to directing. Or, yeah. yeah, and um, or Aaron you know, Sorkin. So I, or, yeah, I do. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin's another one, and mm-hmm. I think you could have the same question with all three of those guys of like, you know, is uh, is their directing worth it? You know, or yeah. do they have a better reputation as a writer exclusively? Mm-hmm. And um. I think Charlie Kaufman absolutely is getting better as a director every yeah. movie. Um, Aaron Sorkin, he's only done two movies so far, and I think it's like, eh, maybe well, he's getting better. You know, someone, I'm not totally I f- sure. I forget who made the joke, but uh, uh, Derek put it on the show notes at one point. It was um, Aaron Sorkin is too good of a writer to be working with a director with such a mediocre director as uh, Aaron Sorkin. Totally, totally. Yeah, and I I don't I think Taylor, Taylor Sheridan's kind of in between them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we'll get to his newest movie, but um, like I said before, Wind River is one of my favorites. But mm-hmm. I do think I don't th- I do think the directing is kind of what holds it back from becoming like a great great movie. Again, you know I, I'm I'm kind of weird because I I am very much acknowledging that Hell or High Water and Sicario especially are better movies. Mm-hmm. I definitely think those two are well crafted just better movies but there's just something about like the landscapes of wind wind river like the snowmobiles the the beautiful scenery and just how that movie's plot comes together and wind river has that flashback that is gruesome but um how it's handled is almost a little jarring you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's so explicitly a flashback and you don't really get that in movies too much anymore. It's almost like a throwback to how yeah. movies used to be. And it's um, like a flash. The odd thing about it is that it's like a, a flashback in the third act of the movie. You know, that we've right. been like, there's like a whole mystery of the movie and you've been like trying to figure out and put all the pieces together. And then in the third act, they just do this big long flashback that, yeah. um, and like, a, I just think a different director, a better director might have like handled that differently. Maybe mm-hmm. have been less like, I don't know, abrupt, but that being said, I really, I, I'm a bit, I, I know a lot of people are hard on Wind River and I'm a big defender of that movie. I really, really like that movie. Um, whereas like a part of me thinks his writing is what's going downhill right now, mm-hmm. where, um, I think his directing might be actually on the upswing a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, Again, we'll get we're gonna review this next movie coming up, but I think the writing was the thing that held um, those who wish me dead back, yeah. rather than the directing. I would agree. Directing. Although I I might 
I, I question whether or not maybe him collaborating with someone is what may have pulled some of those other movies back and um, elevated his his abilities as a writer. Oh, um, sure. Like um, working with a skilled director yeah. like keeps kind of brings out the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I have no idea how he works uh, as a writer, um, but it's pretty common for a a a director and producer to come in and and collaborate and you know work with the with the writer um maybe changing some things or you know i don't know um re re re-editing or or, you know kind of doing scenes slightly differently so i kind of wonder that Yeah, you know, I mean, what do they say about movies? Like, uh, it's it's a team project. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of hands working together on yeah. it, and uh, you know, the writer director combo that's at the top. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, you can't help but wonder what that collaboration process is like with other directors and stuff. Yeah, um, totally. So, uh, yeah. That being said, um, why don't we jump into our review of? Uh, his latest film, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, th- Those Who Wish Me Dead, uh, directed by Taylor Sheridan. It's starring Angelina Jolie, uh, Finn Little, John uh, Ber- Bernthal, um, and a bunch of other great names uh, that I- I'd really like to give each one a shout out um, later on in the review and kind of talk about their role in the movie. Um, But for now, I'll just leave it at that. Um, The plot description is a teen, a a teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with survival, with survival expert uh, tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Um, the movie is available right now on HBO max and in theaters. Uh, Nick watched it on HBO and I watched it in theaters. Um, so take your pick. Um, I actually thought it was, I will say, I thought it was pretty cool in theaters. Um, there are some pretty awesome visuals in this movie, um, that like there's, there's a big forest fire that's kind of roaring through and chasing people down. Um, that's pretty cool to see on the big screen. So if you're, you know, fully vaccinated and you feel safe, um, I would actually recommend seeing this movie in, on the big screen. Um, the sound was pretty cool as well. I didn't see it in Dolby Atmos, but, um, yeah, uh, if you're, if you're comfortable. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess, so (laughs) one thing I wanted to say about this movie, um, so first of all, Taylor Sheridan's a super interesting director. And, and I think he always, in all of his movies, no matter kind of what you think of them overall, he's always doing something interesting. There's always kind of a, a new twist or um, he's doing something, you know, playing with this genre that he does so well, this kind of neo-Western genre. Um, and I think that that there's something to be said about that. There's There's always it's it's never just some boring whatever movie with him um having said that um i thought the movie was really just okay um there were a few bits and pieces throughout the movie that we'll talk about that that kind of elevated it um and he did some 
interesting stuff with the movie. Um, but I think the, uh, honestly, the, uh, the plot description kind of says it all. Um, it's it kind though? of a mess. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the twin part, I, you know, we yeah. talked about this off air, but you know, it says in the plot description, they're cho- chased by twins, like yeah. twin, uh, twin assassins, but I mean, they're not twins. They're yeah. not even related. Come on. Yeah. One of them's like 10 years older than the other one. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? What is this? Yeah, I mean, the, like, just the plot description is a little all over the place. A teen murder witness uh, pursued by two sat I don't know. It's just kind of, meanwhile, this forest oh, totally. fire. So, like, I meanwhile, think... Meanwhile, there's a forest fire. Yeah. Watch out for the fire, everyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I think there's... And there's, like, all these different things that are, are pretty disconnected. Um, a lot of the plot threads feel pretty thin, um, and... Uh, Um, we can get into a a lot. I'd like to get into a lot more of the character stuff um, later in spoilers, but I thought like a lot of the character development was pretty thin as well. Um, The relationships were a little awkward and pretty forced. Um, Having said all that, like I actually thought the, that there was a lot of strong stuff like the cast um, was super strong in this movie. There's some really interesting um, actors. I actually really liked Angelina Jolie in this movie. Um, I, I, what did you What did you think of Angelina Jolie? What did I think of Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Um, I I am totally mixed on her in this movie. Okay. Honestly, I I thought that she was kind of miscast. I oh, okay. thought that she was trying to play like. 15 years younger than she is or something. I'm not, I honestly don't really know what she was trying to do in this movie. Um, she was fine. You know, mm-hmm. she was, she's a star and she is able to carry a movie. So I, I didn't think that she was bad in it, mm-hmm. but I just thought that like her whole vibe didn't truly make sense, you know, she, with her haircut and, um, you know, her, there was a part where she was like hang gliding off of a road and, you know, she just, she seemed like she was a reckless kind of person mm-hmm. who was also deeply emotional. And, um, you know, the emotional stuff I kind of was able to buy because I, uh, I know, I don't know. I feel like that's more of where Angelina Jolie's at in her career. Like I buy her as like a mother, I buy her as like a comforting person, mm-hmm. but, um, her as like an action star, um, you know, the, I, I know she used to be that. I just don't know if she's she's like that anymore. Or th- this movie wasn't even an action star, though. Like this movie, yeah. I wouldn't say she was an action star. She's like, she's a for she's a forest firefighter. And but I don't know. I just I just didn't fully buy. I just didn't fully buy her. I thought it was kind of miscast a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. I guess I kind of liked. Her, I, I think she she is at an interesting point in her career where she's like doing a lot more direct like over the past you know decade or so she's been doing some directing and taking on much more serious roles and I think there was something about her in this movie where she's almost combining a few like kind of what she's doing now and and what she was doing um, a little bit before with with uh, her action stuff and um, I don't know I guess it kind of worked for me a little bit. Um, I thought she kind of had a a bit of a raw, um, a bit of a raw kind of personality, and and I like the way that her her past trauma trauma kind of 
I, I kind of liked how she how she played that off, I guess. Um, yeah, um, I think probably the strongest for me, the strongest part of the movie was the uh, the the twin uh, assassins, um, Aiden Gillen uh, and Nicholas Holt. Um, played Little twin Finger assassins, yeah. Game of Thrones, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, and he's also the in The Wire. Um, and he, I think he's like just in general, he's an awesome actor. I love seeing him in things. Um, I think he has a a, a great kind of um, presence on screen um, that he always brings to his movies. And I actually thought they had. Um, I really liked them together. I thought they had uh, a, an interesting kind of. Um, uh, camaraderie and the way that they played off of each other was pretty fun. Um, and, uh, kind of the, the typical, uh, they're kind of, you know, I hate this. They're, they're out in this, the wilderness, um, trying to just trying to do their job and they keep running into, um, running into problems and they're just like, they're just kind of over it. I hate this place. And, and, um, yeah, so I, I kind of, I actually really liked them and, uh, the way that they were, you know, approaching this problem that they had that just kept getting worse and worse. Um, yeah, I mean, Littlefinger's great. I mean, he's, I agree. He's, he's a great actor. I love him on screen. He's very good at this, like reckless sort of, um, just like sick of it all mindset. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, he just is like, fucking, I just am going to go and kill some little boys because I'm just sick of this world and yeah. sick of everyone. Yeah. And my boss is on my fucking back and I just hate everything. So I'm just going to murder whoever the hell I want. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I don't know. He's just because I got to do it. And if, you know, he's just he just sees this kid as some nuisance. You know, he's just getting in the way of him doing his goddamn job. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. You know, he's at an interesting part point in his career too because you know, he was like on the verge of being a leading man, like a handsome pretty boy, and it kind of feels like he's slipping into um, like uh, being a character actor. And yeah, I probably shouldn't use the word slipping because I think he's more interesting in these smaller roles. Mm. And I think he could sh- shape a whole career out of doing these smaller roles like this. Yeah, and be pretty awesome. Yeah, I I always love seeing him. Um... Yeah, I really hope uh, he's able to do some uh, some more leading role stuff. Um, yeah, I thought he had a really good kind of sleazy vibe going in this movie. Um, I thought they were both great. Uh, you know, I, I actually really like Tyler Perry as well <laughs> in this movie. Uh, he plays their boss um, who who's trying to get the job done, you know, trying to get them to finish the job. Um, and I actually, you know what? I really like Tyler Perry in, uh, not Tyler Perry movies. Not that I've seen very many Tyler Perry movies, uh, where he's, you know, doing his thing, but I, in like, um, like gone girl, um, he's in like star Trek. Um, I'm trying to think maybe some other movies, but I actually really like seeing him on screen. Every time Tyler Perry shows up, I'm psyched. Yeah. Every single movie I've seen him in, I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. Tyler Perry's here. Good, good time we're having. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've never, I've never seen a Madea movie. I've uh-huh. seen zero Madea movies and, uh, you know, maybe I just should marathon them. You know, maybe I need to just like pick up five Madea movies just so I can get like 
you know, a true understanding of Tyler Perry because really I'm just, you know, in my circle and Tyler Perry is like a friend that's coming in and visiting, Mm -hmm. but really he's got like another friend group that he's like in charge of. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like I should, you know, jump and see what his friends are like over there. I'm just scrolling through his, uh, his IMDb page. He has, there's a lot of media movies. Holy shit. You got your work cut out for you. Well, Uh, I only need to watch like five and then I'll I'll get that. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I think he has a really great charisma though. Every time he's on screen, um, it's, it's fun. It's super fun to watch him. Um, but yeah, so this movie has really does have a, a great cast um, that I think kind of carries the movie. Um, it, it really most of it rests on their shoulders. Also, um, I mentioned him earlier. Um, uh, John, John Bernthal's great. Yeah, Bernthal, he's great. He's always he's, good. Yeah, he's from from uh, Walking Dead. Um, yeah, he was in Wind River too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was the he was in the flashback yeah. that we were talking about. Um, there were a few other things I actually quite liked. Um, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little torn on the smoke jumper twist. I, I thought it was fun um, that it wasn't like, you know, just law enforcement. He's, he's doing like this Western, but it's not like the sheriff who's, who's going after the, you know, who's trying to solve all these problems like, or, or the FBI or, um, you know how it usually is. It's it's like kind of centered around Angelina Jolie, who's a, a smoke jumper and like kind of just a general, I guess, survival expert. And so I thought there was some fun stuff that they did with that. Um, and um, you know, I I really thought that the final act, the climax of the movie, was pretty strong. Um, like kind of the the final like um, build up to. Yeah, the, I guess the way it builds up to, um, I guess everything coming together. I, I won't say much any more than that, but um, I thought it had a pretty strong third act, and it was pretty intense. Some really great visuals, especially if you see it in theaters. Um, and um, all, all of that has a little bit of asterisks to it. Um, I think uh, that we could get into in spoilers, but yeah. Um, do you have any any other thoughts on it on the movie before we? Oh yeah, I mean, I got I got yeah, thoughts yeah. for days, man. Um, maybe not days. It's not that interesting of a movie, but uh, no, I mean, for honestly, you know, for me, I'm I'm turning on this movie. You know, it's like I decide not to see it in theaters, so I'm turning it on at home. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, and uh, I feel like this movie didn't take itself seriously, and it doesn't expect you to take it seriously either. You know, to me, this is like a throwback of, um, I don't know, a movie that used to get made in like the nineties or early two thousands where there's a big star and there's some cool tension and stuff's happening, but you don't really need to like get too invested in it emotionally. And, um, honestly, I was like relieved when I realized that I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, so this movie is just like, a pulpy afternoon movie, even though I was watching it late at night, it's like, okay, this is just like a pulpy kind of, um, story. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it, to me, it just didn't really, uh, demand too much from you at all. And it didn't really expect you to like get too much out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when we dig into this movie, when we go into the spoilers, you know, it's like, it's going to be super 
easy to like rip it apart. Honestly, like I think that there's a lot to dislike about this movie. Mm-hmm. I think like the writing's actually like kind of bad in a lot of ways. Uh, but uh, you know, I did enjoy watching it. I uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad Taylor Sheridan's making movies. I just don't think he really had anything to say with this one. Yeah, I, I, I was that. That's a really good point. I I think every other movie that. I've seen him do. He's like, he has some strong ideas that he's playing with and, and some things to say. There's really nothing that he is saying about this. And the one thing that I, I will talk about a little bit more in spoilers that maybe he, he is kind of saying something. I don't really like what he's saying with it. So, um, (laughs) I'm curious about this. Yeah. Um, And like, I do want to get into a few other things, uh, specifics about, um, what we're talking about. So, you know, maybe we should just jump right into spoilers, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Just well, jump who, right who do you, who do you think would like this movie? Do you, do you have any kind of recommendations for, cause I think like there's, it, there's a bit of a dad movie. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, I think my dad yeah. would like this movie. Yeah. I think my dad would like this movie. Um, um, or just someone looking for kind of a, I don't know, I guess a fun time. Um, and yeah, just someone who, who likes, likes maybe the survival the the wilderness um uh that kind of stuff it, it's a it's a, it's a relatively fast-paced movie and it 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 um has a i think a pretty big climax that's that's uh, a, a bit of fun so yeah i mean and honestly like i think like if if this wasn't covid times you know we were accustomed to going to the movies all the time and you were to see this on a, you know, lazy Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. you casually without like expecting it to be great, you know, that, that because that's part of the other things that like, you know, you kind of expect Taylor Sheridan, you know, as he's building his career, you're like, oh, hell yeah, this guy is like up and coming big name. It comes with a certain expectations. And yeah. if you were to see this movie, though, with low expectations, in an afternoon and you're just looking for some like, you know, thrills and some high tension, I think you would enjoy it, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so yeah, why don't we jump into the spoilers section? Um, so from here on out spoilers and spoilers, spoilers. Um, okay. yeah. Can I, can I, can I go into a big complaint about this movie? Yeah. Can totally. I just like tell you like what, yeah. like made me just like, just, just like, totally disregard any emotional i had with this movie yes there was too much bad stuff that had happened to these characters prior to the movie you know it was one of these things where like you know so the the main characters is little boy and you know spoiler Mm. we're in the spoiler section the his dad gets like murdered right in front of him and Mm -hmm. it's a pretty brutal murder i mean they're that's on screen yes they're trying to escape the bad guys and the bad guys shoot their car off the road. They drive down a hill. The kid crawls out of the car. The bad guys just basically just shoot the car with a machine gun until it topples down the hill into mm-hmm. a fiery explosion. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's brutal, but yeah. you know, also the kid's mom died from cancer. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, so yeah. just this kid has, like, the worst life ever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, and I, I just felt like the movie is just full of that kind of pulpy thing where it's just, like, it's just throwing bad stuff at you without any thought or regard to, like, 
landing or uh, meaning behind it. It's just like, hey, you know what will give this ki- this kid character? His mom died from cancer. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, now there's more to him. And it's yeah. like, well, his really, dad like, already died in front of line. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then uh, it just, there was a lot of stuff like that where it just felt like there was just shit for the sake of there being shit. You mm-hmm. know, there was that really cool scene where they're running through the, the thunderstorm. And that was like, that was crazy. But like, of course, you know, there's, I, again, it was just like, okay, tension for the sake of tension. Yeah. There's like, there's uh, really nothing to it. There was, it didn't push anything forward for them, you know. Not what did that do, what did that do for the plot? It was just kind of yeah. this a little Angelina, awkward <laughs> Angelina Jolie's character being uh being like um you know, I know that she's dealing with trauma and that was a big part of her character, mm-hmm. but also like that could have not been in the movie and the yeah. movie wouldn't have been any different. Yeah. You know, she could have just been like stationed on the yeah. tower and then uh and then she finds the kid and she's obligated to help the kid. Yeah. Like totally. that could have been it, you know? But instead yeah. like dealing with trauma because she like watched kids burn up in a fire yeah Which, yeah that's traumatic but like but what is it why does that give her like uh, you know they're, they're trying to give her like some kind of redemption arc i think in the movie which doesn't really make any sense because i mean it's it's super traumatic you know i'm sure that that's a really messed up thing to to experience and to see and to live through but you know um they established like, pretty quick it wasn't her fault. Yeah, you know, they it wasn't, like, it's they're like, hey, it wasn't clear. your fault. And she's like, I know, but I'm still sad about yeah. it. And you're like, yeah, you know, it, it was very sad. Yeah. But now you got to go take care of this kid because these two asa- twin assassins are chasing yeah. after him with laser rifles. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And then, but at the same time, like, why does, it, it, you don't really get a sense that she's having kind of a redemption arc with this kid. She's just kind of behaving the way that anyone would, you see a kid right. lost in the, especially a, a kind of, um, you know, a, a government employee, a fire, a firefighter who's living in the right. woods. You see a kid wandering through the woods. You would, you would help him get out of there, help him, help him get back to the town. And, you know, right. So, right. It's, and, you know, it's like they, I, when they first met each other in the woods, you know, and he's like, my dad told me to find someone trustworthy are you trustworthy? And she's like, yeah, well, I watched kids burn up in a fire. So I, I think I'm trustworthy. He's like, yeah, well, my mom died from cancer. Yeah. So I know pain as well. Yeah. Also, I watched my dad get murdered in front of me like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So you seem trustworthy to me. And it's yeah. like, okay. Okay. So this, that, and this is what I'm talking about though. We're like yeah. the movie. I don't think really expects you to get emotionally attached to mm-hmm. these situations you know yeah. it doesn't expect you to like it doesn't expect you to you know be crying over their trauma or like trying to work through their trauma i think it's just like hey uh bad bad stuff happens and we're on this we're on this ride mm-hmm. there's tension there's some yeah. cool visuals you know and enjoy yourself yeah totally um all those uh, those scenes were really clunky um pretty awkward in parts um even like before that, like trying to establish Angelina Jolie's trauma with um with her with uh, her ex boyfriend the um the the sheriff the cop um I all those scenes were pretty clunky too like like what you said she's like I'm 
I can't believe I let those kids die. And he's like, it wasn't your fault. And she's like, yeah, but I still feel bad about, you know, that's, that's kind of how it felt um, yeah. in those scenes. And it's just, if you can like, you really just, if you want to go continue with the, the movie at that point, you kind of just have to say, all right, whatever. She's, she's experiencing trauma. Let's just go on with the story. And I feel like that's, that's a lot of the movie is like, okay, whatever. Let's just go on and have fun with fire and, and guns in this movie. So an- another character I want to talk about was uh, John Brunthal's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I really should pull up her name. I can't remember the actress's name. And yeah. We don't have it written down. But um, it's uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Medina uh, Sengor. Sengor. Medina Sengor. Yeah, she she was uh, I thought she was a good actress. You know, mm-hmm. I thought she did a good job. Um, but again, I thought the writing um, did her. I thought it did her well. And it also did her poorly mm-hmm. in that like she's she's pregnant. Okay, so she's pregnant um, with the sheriff's, uh, you know, firstborn. Yeah, and uh, and so then the bad guys show up and they uh, they're like gonna you know take her hostage or they're trying to get information out of her and um, she does this super badass thing where she like takes the she takes um like a what was that like a I think it was pepper spray it was, I mean, it was it, yeah. yeah it was bear spray yeah bear and spray. She, Used the fire. She like sprayed it into the fire and turned it and sprayed it in Littlefinger's face. Yeah, and it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. But then, uh, but then the rest of the movie, uh, it like forgot that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's pregnant. You know, she's got you know she's got yeah. a stomach. You know, she's clearly pregnant. But then she's like gallivanting through the woods. She's chasing these guys with a shotgun. She's like she's totally like mm-hmm. shooting at people and like going on adventure. And she like. You know, at, again, we're in the spoiler section, but like at the end of the movie, she like is perched up on the water on the lookout tower with John Bernthal, and there's like a fire raging around them, and John Bernthal like had gone shot, so he's like bleeding out, mm-hmm. and the helicopter eventually, not, the helicopter comes to per, to get them, and you know, they drop someone down to check on them, and you know they're wearing face, you know they're, they're wearing uh, gas masks so they mm-hmm. can breathe in the smoke, and uh, but she knows that her husband has passed away mm-hmm. and she goes no rush on the airlift yeah. or something. She's like, don't, don't, don't worry. Yeah, don't rush. rush. Yeah. Which is like, you know, which is, which is her, um, explicitly, but not explicitly saying like he, he died, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. also like, also she's pregnant and she just survived like a shootout and a fire. And yeah, she's wearing the smoke mask, but don't you think she should like, <laughs> Get yeah. out of there and get checked uh-huh. on as soon as possible. Yeah. And a pregnant lady would know that. Yeah. You know, a pregnant That's lady true. would be like, hey, no, don't worry about me. Uh-huh. Don't worry about my firstborn child that's that's yeah. inside of me. Like uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like the movie just like they they decided to write a very awesome female character who uh-huh. is capable and badass. Yeah. And then they made her pregnant just because emotions are heightened with yeah. pregnant women. Yeah. You know? Totally. And it just Okay. Pulpy, I get it. Yeah, it just 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 accept it and move on. You know, like right. that's that's the thing with this movie. Um, and I'm having fun bitching about it. Like yeah. honestly, right now I'm just I'm having fun bitching about it. I didn't uh-huh. hate watching this movie, and those things weren't like oh yeah. while I was watching it because I understood what kind of movie it was. Uh huh. You know, but you just kind of expected Taylor Sheridan to to elevate it to the next level. You don't. I was hoping he would. Yeah. But. <clears throat> yeah. Totally. Um, 
what what were your thoughts on the ending how did that how did all that work for you did because i mean it kind of builds up to this pretty cool climax based pretty much from when they i think when when they get to the um the tower you know angelina jolie and the and the the kid are in the tower and the three the two assassins and and um the cop show up and from then on like especially right then you're just like okay how are they going to get out of this and i kind of thought that the movie carried that feeling all the way to the end like how are they going to get out of this situation and i thought the movie like it 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 had there's some i mean there's some asterisks there's some like um I have some nits to pick with with many steps of the process, but I, I really do. I thought the tension was was heightened. Um, I thought the visuals re- did a really good job of of assisting in in that and and creating even more intensity. Like not so first with like the the really dark um, pieces where they're there's like the chase through the woods and like they're them shooting into the into the tower but also like then when they're doing the the fight scene in the like next to the forest fire as it's like moving towards them um i thought all that stuff was really cool um really tense and and really well done um but yeah what what were your thoughts on that i i agree i i liked the third act Mm -hmm. i would actually go back a little bit uh a little bit further um you know, Littlefinger uh, lights, he starts the forest fire. Uh-huh. Not unexpectedly, but he, he starts the forest fire. Um, and so Angelina Jolie and the kid are trying to like, you know, they're following the river. They're trying to like get to town. And then they see the fire and she immediately decides to turn around. And I thought that's like kind of when the third act started. Mm-hmm. And it is going, I want to go back there. We just ran through that lightning field. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she explains to him very explicitly um, I wasn't able to call in the fire because the power went out when we got hit by lightning mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to wonder why they didn't, why I didn't call it in. They're going to send a helicopter help is that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like right there, that's all you need. You know, yeah. like now there's a mission, there's a point that they need to get mm-hmm. to. And you also know that these other guys are like tracking them and racing to the same point you know that this water tower is going to create this like climatic moment mm-hmm. and so yeah, i'm with you when they were in there they sent john brunthal up to like check it out because uh Littlefinger's face is all charred up which is yeah. another awesome part of this like i'm yeah. loving Littlefinger just like limping through the words woods with like a charred up face yeah. like he looked like two-faced in the dark night it was mm-hmm. awesome yeah and uh yeah and then uh you know how they ended up getting out of there i thought was really well done i thought the the tension um, was was elevated, and then it paid off with a great action scene. Um, there was they uh, ended up racing towards the fire, mm-hmm. and then like getting out of it. I thought that was like that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, um, I don't know about the exact moment when the fire like got to them. That was kind of uh, strange a little bit to me. But like when they get into the river, or yeah, they get into the river and they're like breathing, and uh, you know, I don't know. I I couldn't help but think about like, you know, Dante's Peak. I know they're different because volcanoes based in the water. The the boiling of the water. I just couldn't help but think like, man, that water must be hot, you know? And yeah, and you know, and, but um. I could see, I mean, certainly better than not being in the water. And 
you know, I think like, I don't know if they would get out of it and be able get out of there and be able to, to walk to safety from that. But right. Um, you know, it's, it's a, thing. it's moving water. So you assume there's like glacial water running from, oh, yeah, good point. from up yeah. river and, you know, it, kind of and again i, I shouldn't be that. comparing it directly either because i know that the volcano that's like rooted underwater that's uh-huh. like the whole ground is yeah. like is turning yeah. into lava you and know, specifically i think that was like a hot spring in the movie right. that like well, boiled everybody rolling, though, but this was the scene i was thinking when, but anyway oh the, that was that was the acid lake scene that was that yeah. lake was acid <laughs> anyways <Okay>. yeah <laughs> um but, I, I don't know yeah i i have again i have no idea if that is a real thing, but in my brain, well, made, sure, I can see that. It made me happening. realize how little I know about forest fires, uh-huh. honestly. Where like I didn't realize that like they just kind of if this is what really happens, they just like go through and mm-hmm. then they're done. You know, because I mean, presumably these two were like breathing and going under, yeah. breathing and going under for who knows how long mm-hmm. until it passed. Yeah, and like, or at least the like most intensive. I yeah, I could see. I mean, I'm trying. I'm maybe over defending the movie a bit here. It It is pretty outlandish, but um, I don't know. I think maybe it kind of works. Like maybe you have like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes before the, the worst of the, especially the undergrowth burns up. And then you have, you know, you still have stumps, trees and stuff on fire around you. But at that point you can kind of come up at least and, and breathe probably the more, most outlandish, part of that for me is them being able to come up and breathe in the air, which you assume is hundreds of degrees um, Fahrenheit, you know, 800 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, cause it's all, all the air around them is, is basically on fire or at least superheated from the fire. So, you know, burning of the lungs or burning of the face, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if you'd ne- really be able to walk out of that unscathed, kind of uh, like they did but yeah i mean again i'm i'm honestly not even criticizing the movie for the mm-hmm. those these fire related things because i know so little about it mm-hmm. you know if yeah. uh, a firefighter were to uh sit me down and explain how you know how this works we actually have a mutual friend who uh works on forest fires and she uh she uh flies a drone that actually starts fires to help hmm. control where they spread and stuff so nice. maybe I should ask her about uh, how how they spread and get yeah. a better idea on it because, again, I really I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anytime you ask an expert about what they thought of the realistic, you know how realistic a movie is, you're never gonna, right? You're never right. gonna get the answer you're looking for, <laughs> right? Especially since I'm sitting here criticizing a movie for all these other pulpy things. Yeah, I could totally see someone just being like, "Yeah, did you take that movie seriously?" Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I didn't take the character seriously, but I took the fire seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, fire. You got to take it seriously. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's for, yeah, you, you can't. Fire, it's fire. <laughs> got to. It's there's safety safety risks. You got to take it seriously. Uh, what? Um, I I wanted to see what you thought about the MacGuffin of this movie. It's, I guess. <sighs> For me, I'm a little I'm a little torn about how MacGuffin-y it was and whether or not I wanted more out of the MacGuffin because you essentially get an accountant who found some numbers that um, didn't add up and now people are trying to kill him. 
and he writes on a piece of paper what what the numbers were he wrote a few numbers on a piece of paper and that's that's the MacGuffin, i guess and he tells his kid to go yeah. to the news yeah go go to the news tell the people um yeah, so I'm a little torn. I I know like some movies it works the MacGuffin works really well. You do not need to know what it is. Um I felt like this movie I I I kind of feel like I wish e- either I, I'm a little torn on either we should know a little bit more about what he found, what who the people are that are after him, after him. Is it like government uh, politicians or some companies or, or what what is going on or it I feel like it should be from either maybe the the kid's perspective and not even just get rid of all that back the, all that stuff with him and his dad um, and not even have his dad a character and it's just this kid lost in the woods with a piece of paper and it's right. Angelina Jolie like talking to this kid who clearly went through some serious trauma and trying to like her trying to gain his trust and through gaining his trust, he reveals to her what I feel like I, I, I always hate when people try to rewrite the movies um, for the filmmakers and um, you know, judge a movie on what it isn't. But I, I feel like the movie didn't was somewhere in the middle of those two things and it just didn't, didn't work right I, mean, I, I, I agree completely sean and the thing is it's this it kind of for me at least it leads back to like this movie didn't wasn't really about anything and um because yeah the the MacGuffin didn't matter you know which is fine it doesn't always need to but ultimately at the end of the movie it's like he called the news and you're mm-hmm. like okay yeah. cool. I, I i don't i don't care at all and like you know that Tyler. You know that these two bad guys. Ultimately, the movie comes down to it being about the two bad guys chasing mm-hmm. down this kid, and uh, you don't know who they're working for except that they're working for Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. But you don't know anything about Tyler Perry. Yeah. So, like, it ultimately is like, okay, so the bad guys are bad guys. What is it like tax and evasion good or guys something? What are they? Are what are they guys. killing these people over? Yeah, totally. Right. And uh, you know, um, I thought that the movie didn't have a main character. You know, and it yeah. it wanted Angelina Jolie to be the main character, but she didn't really have much of a character arc, and she didn't really become the central focus until like until the midpoint or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. After her, after the kid's dad died, because it kind of felt like the first chunk of the movie, the kid's dad was like the main character mm-hmm. because he was like, you know, he was the one who realized what was happening. He was the one that realized he took agency to get them on the road. He mm-hmm. was making decisions. He was telling the kid about it. He was making plans to, you know, meet up with John Brunthal, which they never actually came back to that either. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's John Brunthal's is like what? Uncle, like uncle or something. I don't yeah. know, but they, yeah, they never, they never yeah. circled back around to that. And I think um, that really gets to the heart of it is like all, every single character and everything is disconnected. Like the dad there's there's something going on with the dad and his accounting business and his people are trying to kill him but the killers aren't even connected to like the killers aren't the people who he's trying to um he, that he's trying to take down i guess the killers are working for someone who's working for a company who wants to kill the, the this guy and so they don't even know what's going on they don't know why they're trying to kill this guy 
Um, right. And then the kid also doesn't know what's going on or why people are after them. Angelina Jolie has nothing to do with anything other than she stumbles across the kid in the woods. John, um, John, what is it? Bernthal, Bernthal. Yeah. Again, he has no idea what's going on um, at any point. Um, even like, I don't, it's never even really revealed or to him that at any point that his, his nephew is, is in he the woods somewhere, does he? I don't yeah. even know if he knows that it's his, like this kid that was on his way to visit him. Yeah. You know? His brother, he doesn't know his brother-in-law was killed. I don't think he doesn't know that the, that his nephew is missing. So he's like super disconnected. And then even his wife is super disconnected from everything. Um, she doesn't know. Well, I guess she kind of knows that there's this, that there's a kid missing and that the killers think that her husband has the kid. But it, anyways, like everything is just super disconnected and it just never, never really comes together in any kind of meaningful way um, or, or satisfying or interesting way. Um, but yeah, we are, we're actually getting, getting a little long right now. Um, yeah. I feel so, like we're talking about this movie for, for a while. But yeah. Do you have anything I, else? Quick, I do want to hear about what you think the movie was trying to say that you didn't like. Oh, you know? it was, I mean, it's very weak, but it's like, it's kind of this, it's also a general Western tropey thing about um, the modern world's problems leaking into this, into um, small town communities. Yeah. This, this yeah. more wholesome, like community of rural badasses, people who are, who are fighting to make a life for themselves and the problems of the modern world and the cities are, are spewing into their communities and, you know, metaphorically creating a fire in their communities that is, is potentially going to destroy, uh, their lives. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's really even the message that he was going for, or if maybe that's just more of a Western message in general. Um, but I, it's, it's not, it doesn't really seem very relevant these days. Uh, and oh, man, real life's like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, I, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think the movie is, maybe the movie is trying to say that, but if it, yeah, incredibly thin, if it was, yeah. Um, I do think a better movie could have that discussion yeah, and probably. It'd be legitimate. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in, you know, small town communities in Alaska and stuff. And, you know, I do think that there's different vibes with small town communities and, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if this movie, I guess really... like Heller high water is kind of an example of, of that, like the, the banks and the, these, the wall street folks who are, you know, preying on the small town, you know, I think that movie actually does a theme maybe similar to that pretty well, but yeah. Um, Fire just is too explicit of a yeah. heavy metaphor if it was, but yeah. I don't even think it was like Littlefinger was just like, Oh, well, I'm going to light a fire so they have a harder yeah. chance of finding us. Yeah. And I can kill that kid easier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll give them something to occupy their time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, what what star rating would you give this movie? Um, I think about a three. Um, it's part of it's probably a two, two and a half. Part of it's maybe a three, three and a half. Um, but yeah. 
I'd average that out to a three. How about you? I'm probably going to go... I'm, I was either doing two and a half or three, but after this conversation, I'm probably going to go two and a half. Yep. Just because. Yep. Couldn't argue with that. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that wraps us up here. Um, next week, we're going to have Derek and Brandon talk about talking about the movie uh, Army of the Dead, which is um, Zack Snyder's new movie. Uh, second movie what this month that he's uh, released um i mean just second came out second movie this week a month ago yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so he, he just did put out justice league and now he's doing a zombie movie called army of the dead it's a, i guess i'm not sure is this a supposed to be a direct sequel to his um dawn of the dead movie or i never never really thought about that no idea but all right probably. i guess you'll find it have to find out next week yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited, honestly. Yeah, me too. I, Trailer I'm, looks I'm, cool. I'm into it. Yep. All right. Um, I, I guess that's it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Good talking with cool. you, Nick. Yeah, take care, man. Yeah. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs>